Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. LPN Deep Dives presents A Court of Thorns and Roses. With Natalie Jean and Jackie Zabrowski. Um, I'm, I was trying to be Gwen, but... I love it. I made a jewel and then I forgot the jewel at home. Or my oh, you're right. power stone. Well, she doesn't wear it, remember? Oh, yeah, it's in my fucking pocket. Yep. So, so fuck off. Did it, you did Not it correct. You. I'm in general. That's my, I'm sorry. It's my, to your, I, to I, told your you, I told you it's my new tagline, right? You did tell me it's your new tagline. So that's just, that's just that. How you feeling after your pudding? <laughs> Henry came home very sick. We got sick yesterday. We, the pudding. It's almost like you begged for it. I need you to know this, Natalie. I beg for none of it. I'm not asking for it. I'm not asking to make space in the savory pudding world the way that Henry just needs a partner to help him do this. And I'm up for the task. And chicken marsala pud, you think, oh, that's not that bad. Um, It was... I don't want to discuss people because people don't come here to get disgusted. They get they come here to think about bad boys. Um, I'm not going to tell you the consistency of it, but I will say. Was it cum? I remember it was on my tongue and my mouth, my brain was like, you have to swallow it. You have to swallow it. And literally my body was like, I Was can't. it like cum, but it was like, it was gritty? It, no, it just. Like if it, was, if it was cum, but there was like sand. Honestly, <laughs> this brings Nesta into it. It made me, it reminded me of the mornings uh, when I was an alcoholic and I had to get to work at 5.30 in the morning. Mm. And um, I would have burps where a bunch of stuff would come up mm-hmm. and you'd have to swallow it back down because you're trying to make coffee for somebody. Who's <laughs> just on their way customer. to work? Yeah, who's like a, not a goblin like you, and you're just yes. like, I'm, 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 a I'm human. fine. I... I'm doing fine. Um, but I, um, but then you have to swallow it back down. That's what it reminded me of. But a more, uh, but a thicker version of that. But I will say, our talented friend Sam made it, and it's not Sam's fault. It's what the producer Henry asked Sam Wirtz. It's exactly what we asked for. Not we. I'm sorry. I have to take the we out of this. It's exactly what Henry asked for. And so when Henry put it in his mouth and he was disgusted because every other pudding we've tried, Henry's got yum, yum, yum. I can't believe you don't like this, Jackie. Even when it was a pud tie and there was so much fish sauce in it 
you, y'all know what fish sauce smells like. It's rough when it's in gelatinous form. I, I, you know, I, I feel like this is now going to be your corner niche, and this is your life, and you need to just get used to it. I have to. I mean, this is I am put, and put is me, and mm-hmm. we are put, and put is all together. Not me. Not me at all. <laughs> Not you at all. I don't know. I think we could have a special, a very special vegetarian edition. That I mean, we can have I would try for. it. I would try a vegetarian one, but the ones that sound the grossest are the ones like I think the one you had yesterday was made with chicken fats. Yeah, grease put yep. into there it. There was grease in it. Um, so I, I don't. That's what I can't made do it. Those. So especially like. Sliquid, but not the lube. Yeah, it's, kind it does sound like discharge. Yeah, but thicker and chunkier. And grittier. <laughs> <laughs> Good put on Twitch. This is a show. You know, I do one show with my brother. I do one show with my sister-in-law. The two are very different. But are they? I contain multitudes. You do? I do think you contain multitudes. Thank you. I'm just like Nesta. You are. Except who's... I'm Gwen today. You did a good job. Red hair. I, I, again, I'm being an Emery on a non-Emery episode, and you just fucking don't come at me. Nobody's coming at you. You look so beautiful. Thanks. You look like Rattle. I, I'll take it. I give you a house well, that makes sense because she's because Emery's a mountain woman. That sounds like a Gretel sort of like forest. Oh yeah, lady. for sure. Yeah, you're a forest. Fae. I was thinking of Heidi, which is a, a mountain woman. But mm. remember Heidi? I don't think I ever saw Heidi. I remember you say Heidi. I remember specifically the cover of the VHS of Heidi, though. Yeah. It's her on a mountain. Bitch on a mountain. Bitch on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one thing I know about Heidi. That bitch is on, on a mountain. mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we know about Emery so far. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so Nesta's in the library at the beginning of Chapter 17, and she's approaching Clotho because mm. if you recall the end of last episode, she was very tentatively asking Cassian if he thought it was a good idea if she invited the priestesses to train with him. And he said that he liked it, and it made her feel good, even though she wouldn't admit it. Yes. So now she's nervously coming up to Clotho, because she wants to ask her about, can the priestesses learn fright training? She tries to explain it would be for, basically, confidence and protection, but she's feeling flustered and kind of like, oh, God, is this a stupid idea that I'm asking this? Also, it's, like, hard to go, like, especially before, you don't want to, like, get the other girls excited about it, but, like, you don't even know if they want to do it yet. You're going to go ahead and, like, go up and ask, like, this takes bulls. Oh, you're putting your heart on your sleeve. Oh, hot on your cloak. Hot on your cloak. Clotho, Clotho, of course, can't be seen, so there's a weighted pause as Clotho considers behind her hood. Finally, she tells Nesta that she may put up a sign-up sheet, but warns her there may not be a lot of hope to see any sign-up. Nevertheless, Clotho gives Nesta her blessing. She's being a whoopee. She's being, oh, God, it is happening, by the oh, way. Oh, Nesta is being the sister act. The sister act, yeah. yeah. It is. It finally is dropped. Sister act three is definitely happening. Whatever. I, I... I'm just like I love the first and second one. We don't need we don't no, need a third. I don't want this. I don't want Beetlejuice too. Yeah, no, you know, but it's all right. Don't do this. At least Beetlejuice. I mean, I'm gonna see Beetlejuice. Of course, I'm gonna see it. I've got to see it. Probably see Sister Act three. Yeah, of course, so I'm gonna see what? it. I'm part of the problem. Yes, but can't we complain anyway? Yeah, I think about sequels. 
20 years later, we're allowed to complain about it. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, there isn't any sign-ups the first day, nor the second. Aww. Nesta must be wearing her disappointment on her face because at her own training session, Cassian gently offers that she keep reaching out her hand. Oh, my God. She doesn't know that's what he did. Oh, my God. But she listens, and she keeps the sheet up, no matter that the days and then weeks pass by. During this time, Nesta is slowly building up her own strength, getting faster, better, stronger. Yes. Faster, better, stronger, faster, better, stronger. Um, that's not I knew. how that goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. I think that was wrong. <laughs> better, 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 faster, stronger. Now that's how it goes. Mm. <laughs> Doing what sounds like... Uh, She's so see, that these things that she's like doing this montage basically in this scene of the the book where she's like building all of her stuff up. It sounds like crossfade. I was gonna be like fakey for Rocky. Oh, oh man, that's that's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch. I'm that's, like, mine's closer. Mine's closer to making sense. Fakey. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I made a fakey. Yeah, I don't like that word at all. It's gross. At night, she's taking those blasted stairs over and over, slowly oh. adding stairs each time to Go her routine. Yes, Gwen, yes. Yes. She's too tired each evening to even think about what occurred between her and Cassian. But the work seems to be empowering her, giving her a new life. I can't even imagine how much my loins would throb after that interaction and then for no touching to happen. And I know there's a lot of other things going on, but all like my inner thoughts would be like, yeah, but think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Every time you pass the wall, think about it. Every time you pass a wall, think about it. Oh, I'm sure they are. But I think that's what she's instead doing, keeping her head so buried in training and stuff. She's like, can't think about too long. Yes. There it is. No, 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 no. I got to go try to lift this this rock over my head. Just saying good for her. I'm just not that strong. I would just lose myself and pine. I just pine and wither. It's fun to pine, you know? I love pining. They have not, in fact, addressed what happened between them in the hallway. No. They train hard together every day, though, and the barriers are still coming down bit by bit. So it's not like made a negative impact. They just aren't. They're just, like, pretending, which I probably is kind of sexy in its of own way. Of course it is. It's the whole, like, oh, we can't. Furtive glances. We can't. Um, oh, and just imagine them just, like, making eye contact and just, like, they feel the heat. And then they and dart they, their eyes away. They look away. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. There are moments that are definitely bordering on flirtation through this time, but Nesta begins to take her training seriously. So this does actually mean something to her now, even if she's a bit crestfallen that no priestesses have yet signed up. Still, the training keeps away the thoughts. Also, that's very scary to just have a just open sign-up sheet so that anyone could know. Like, if there was a box that you could rip it off and, like, slip it in, do that kind of thing oh, so no one knows who you you're are. Rejected. Yeah. That nobody wants to sign up Yeah. yeah. So then nobody knows. 
knows? That and then nobody sees that you signed up if you're like, is this going to be a thing? Oh, or am like I going to be made fun up, of? Too, right. Like you want to secretly sign up because you're a little embarrassed. Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. it's like they used to do that with like, um, like you know, talent show sign ups mm-hmm. and stuff like that out front of the auditorium. And you'd have to write what you were doing next to your name. Mm-hmm. And, and then everybody be like, Jackie, you're going to. I don't know, be a puppeteer. And I'm like, yes, stop. I love them. They're not dolls. They're puppets. I'm sorry, MJ. MJ tells me all the time they're not dolls. They're puppets. Uh, Oh, MJ and their puppets. Then one of those evenings, a couple weeks after she posts the sign-up sheet, she returns to the House of Wind after a long afternoon at the library and suddenly senses Elaine has turned up. She scents her, Jasmine and Honey. I don't want to smell when my brother's been somewhere. Well, walking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It smells like a, I don't know, fifth the jack. Kalushki. And hooch. <laughs> Pierogies. And weed, probably. Probably mostly weed. <laughs> it's mostly weed. Uh, <laughs> It's not an exciting feeling for Nesta that Elaine has turned up. No, no matter that she may have turned a corner up here, she's still definitely living within that realm of the way you kind of go through rehab or you're on like a vacation where it's an, it is a form of escapism and probably not the right time for Elaine to show up. Ooh. You know, like when you're in that process, probably like a surprise visit from somebody's not what you need. No, it's pretty, they just show up and then it's just like a... Like stopping all of the work that you were in the middle of doing, all the like the actual like the frontward access that you're making. Yeah, yeah, I said frontward access. Frontward access. I know what you meant. <laughs> and also, then that person's a lot of times going like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hi, you doing good? I am processing. Hi. Oh yeah, because of course yeah. she's gonna." That's me being my hand being a snake. If you're not watching. Um, I mean, yeah, this was a bad idea. Nesta finds her in the private library and she notes how Elaine's color has returned, but to herself. She doesn't say it to, nicely to Elaine. No, of course. of course not. And so has Elaine's curves since she's no longer withering away, wait, awaiting Boro Snoro. Nesta glances at herself, noting that she herself was curvy like that once, though she does think to herself, maybe with a note of satisfaction, that her own breasts have always been bigger than Elaine's. Why you gotta do it? Why you gotta be like, I mean, sisters, sisters. That's just just what they do, man. Constant comparison. Yeah. And also, I mean, if you're in this vulnerable position, I say take what you can take. Like, yeah, well, my boobs are bigger. My boobs are bigger, so whatever. (laughs) Elaine tries to greet her with a smile, telling Nesta she was coming to visit and and see how she's doing. Nesta is not feeling it. And frankly, I don't know why Elaine thought this would help her. It's almost like a little bit of a selfish. It is. And I also do wonder, though, like, did she realize that she was making as much frontward access as she's been making? (laughs) No, I don't. I, I think probably Cassian isn't really telling people yeah, because he probably doesn't want to, like, scare her right. away. He's and, trying like, to respect Nesta. Exactly. So I also I bet she doesn't even know. And she's just like, all right, I got to go. I got to go make it. I got to go bring, like, you know, bring the peace feather or whatever. 
I think that there's part of it, too, though, that if you're in that position that you think somehow like, oh, she'll be so grateful for my presence. And it's like, but you're not really thinking about her then. Because, and what she needs. Yeah. You're thinking about what you, you need, need, bitch. And right now, unfortunately, when somebody's in this state, it's kind of got to be about them a little bit, which you is gotta annoying. You got to give them space. You got to give them space. Yeah. More space than this. Yeah. So she thinks about uh, Nesta recalls in her mind that she hadn't seen Elaine since before she was hijacked and taken up here. And the last time she had seen her had been in the Palace of Bone and Salt in the middle of a crowd. Elaine had spotted her and was coming over, but Nesta darted away, not wishing to speak with anyone. So this is uh, they haven't had like a goodbye or anything like that. Elaine tries again to say something encouraging and sort of flubs it, saying, uh, oh, you look better than you did before. <laughs> Thanks, Lane. Oh, good. She always knows what to say. But again, think this is the same girl that just like stared out a window with nothing in her eyes mm-hmm. for what? Months. Yeah. So it's like she's not all there with the social interactions. And yes, and also she has been infantilized her whole life, so... We don't know what's in her yet, and I can't wait to find out. When you're told you're a baby for that long, you start being baby. You start being a little baby. Nesta doesn't smile or respond in a placating way. In fact, she's getting slowly filled with resentment as she recalls being in this very library with Elaine, a frail, wallowing mess. So worried that Elaine would leap out a window, she never left her side. Elaine can sense that Nesta is not happy to see her, but she continues to try to coax anything she can out of Nesta. Are you enjoying your time here? But also, Elaine, girl, you didn't speak to anybody for months. And then you come in being like, well, Scott, what if I just keep asking? You what? better yet. <laughs> you have no, like, are you not thinking at all about what you just went? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm. No, I'm annoyed at Elaine for doing this. But also glad because of what it in- happens afterwards. Yes, yes. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Nesta thinks with a level of spite that as she's analyzing Elaine coming at her this way, that she was always the prettiest Archeron sister. As, and as a fae, she's just become utterly devastating. This launches her deep into a memory of them growing up together. Elaine is pleasant to look at, her mother had once mused while Nesta sat beside her dressing table, a servant silently brushing her mother's golden brown hair. But she has no ambition. She does not dream beyond her garden and her pretty clothes. She will be an asset on the marriage market for us one day, if that beauty holds. But it will be our own maneuverings, Nesta, not hers, that will win us an advantageous match. It's just like, cool out. Is that something that other people do with their kids, make them sit there and brush their hair? Is that like a normal thing? I think if you're little, you get your hair brushed, No, right? though, she's brushing her mom's hair. Ah! <laughs> um, maybe, I'm sorry, maybe I've watched too much of the show um, Smothered. Yeah, um, Smothered, that would happen. Um, I think that, that when they like... When they like share bath water and stuff like that, um, I still maybe... choose to believe that that was just for the show. D- do you? Yes, you really I have believe to. that. I have to choose. To believe that. <laughs> um, I keep adjusting my wig. If you're watching this, because I forgot to put on the little thing that keeps the wig on, so it's going to keep moving around. Oh no! But I like it though. My forehead's going to be different sizes throughout the <laughs> episode. Um, I like it. It makes you look more surprised the further back it goes. <laughs> My five head. Um, so don't say that. I was always told that too. Oh, that yeah, I, have I got a five head. Why do you think I wear bangs? It's why I did have bangs for so long. But now that I've grown out my bangs, I'm scared to get bangs. Oh, the life Ugh. of a long-haired person and the way we think about bangs. I've had bangs since I was literally like three years old, most of the time in my life. And so everybody talks about cutting bangs in when you're having like mental illness. Like, what's that say about me, I guess? Well, you've always had, had them, though. Just a steady pace, always um. at the same level of mental illness. <laughs> just as it grows out long enough, like, cutting it off. Um, I can honestly say I've never... Never brushed my mother's hair. I don't think I ever did either. I didn't. My mother. My mother really. We didn't really. I didn't like touch her ever. No, I actually had a friend after the wedding. Um, I couldn't get all the stuff out of my hair, and a friend of mine helped brush my hair. And it was a very like intimate. Like I was yeah. very like. I was like, "Are you sure?" She's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do it." And I was like, "Okay." And then I just sat there and was like. This is weird, man. Yeah, I don't know. We've known like, each other for a long time. I, I used dude. to this getting it weird. done like, on a set or something, but sure. Yeah. But like That's when like it's just a friend, not, yeah, not intimate. They're like using you like a fucking yes. Doll. Like, oh Ugh. yeah, no, no. She very gently did it, <laughs> and it was just like a very like I just kept talking about how uncomfortable I was. The you should have been told her. Time. You should have been talking about your maneuverings. Yeah. We'll find a prince for you. <laughs> Don't you wait. Don't you worry, darling. I know you're single now, but someone might love that ugly face of yours in the future. After I just got married. 
just shove it in her face. That. You're just like, don't worry, poor little lonely woman. <laughs> Maybe someone might stoop themselves down to you to love you someday. <laughs> Maybe it's good we don't have kids. Um, well, this little passage gives us a look into what their childhood was like in a new way. This certainly speaks of a narcissist mother who saw her children as little pawns to serve her. Yes. Her memories continue, and she recalls it at this memory. Nesta and Aline were 11 and 12, and their mother was only really paying attention to the two of them and thinking about their prospects and not any attention at all to Feyre, who Nesta recalls was a, quote, sullen, strange child. Doesn't that mean that she needs more attention? No. That's how you make a champion. You push them out into the forest with a bow and arrow and go, come back if you can. You're weird. Go get weirder. (laughs) Go kill things. You know, it's just. And look at her. Now she's a high lady. Yeah. She's a high lady. Good for In this particular memory, their mother tells Nesta that she could leverage herself to find a nobleman on the continent. And little Nesta is thrilled at the idea of her mother thinking that she could marry a prince. She begins, it's almost a little unhealthy. I don't know. It's not No, weird. no. I think um, it's great for your children to put that kind of pressure on them. And to make them value that sort of thing. Shoot for the moon. You land among the stars, damn it. Oh, God. Uh, mama, why? You going to become a dance mom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She brings, <laughs> she brings herself out of recollection and snaps to at modern day Elaine that she's forced to be here. She's like, she gets out of this like memory she's having and just like, how could I be fucking enjoying myself? I was forced here. I don't have a choice. Elaine's like, whoopsie, mm. that was the wrong way. Yeah. But there's also a marked change in Elaine, that she's not just cowering and backpedaling at Nesta's temper. When Nesta challenged her, saying, remember, you were a big mess and no one locked you in a mountain, Elaine actually stands up for herself Mm -hmm. and counters that she also wasn't drinking herself to death and, quote, doing those other things. Damn, this is some, like, this is a sister fight. It is. This is a fight written by someone that has had a sister fight before. Like, it is, like, I love how it amps up and then all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, you're saying shit that you're like, I've been thinking this for a long time. And then you just say it and then you just like see the hurt on their face and you're like oh no I've said it yeah the it, these blows go pretty low here yeah, because dude. after after Elaine says the doing these other things Nesta decides to scoff at her for not being able to say fucking that if she's so at home with Feyre's little posse with their dirty mouths maybe she should just get over it and besides Nesta knows what Elaine did with Grayson. Whoa. Ouch, Nesta. Ouch. It was a low blow, but Nesta didn't care. She knew Elaine had given her maiden head to Grayson a month before they'd been turned Fay. Elaine had been glowing the next morning. Maiden head is so gross. It's truly disgusting. Maidenhead. I especially I mean they don't refer to it as a maidenhead, but I just can't not think about 90 Day Fiance 
Jasmine and Gino and Gino and um, Jasmine got her hymen replaced so that she could be a virgin for him. That is so unhealthy for so many reasons. And I just I was just like, wow, it is it is such a patriarchal weird thing. Do you know not everybody fucking has a hymen? Wow. That's not virginity is not real. Wow. (laughs) I can't. Okay, I can't like I think about it. Too often, I'm just that is I'm so just like, fucking repulsive. Why? Ow, I'm becoming a little why? girl again for you. I'm a little girl. Uh, you're in your late thirties. Stop. You have children. Stop. Why? Why do you need? Why do you need him to cosplay out that he's taking your virginity from you? That's so gross. Yeah, I'm being fucking judgmental. I I am totally being judgmental. I truly try not to. Um, but you yeah, know, uh, maidenhead is disgusting. I was always, I always said maidenhood. Is that wrong? I guess it's maidenhead, man. Maiden versus maidenhead. Whoa, this is a conversation. Interesting. Okay. There's some argument. I think that this is really just a matter of translation. It probably just got switched at some point. But there's an argument that maidenhead refers to virginity, while maidenhood is strictly a reference to marriage. So, like, her maidenhood is gone because she's married. Yeah, that makes sense. And maidenhead just means somebody stuck it in you. (laughs) Oh. Uh, I guess because it's like they've got a head, so that's our maiden head. Also, you know what's really fucked about that replacing your hymen thing? That process can be very painful for people who have vaginas and vulvas and so you're basically like you're doing this re-traumatization of your body for basically your husband to pop you like to pop you open excuse me (laughs) she should have gotten surgery to to widen her vagina yeah man yeah to gauge it out yeah man Start, yeah, just put, just start flapping it out. <laughs> you can just stick more and more, right? Okay. I but, know anatomy. All right, back, back to this. I don't, I don't know anything about it. I don't know how it works. So, but, so she says this mean thing to Elaine, who doesn't crumble at, as Nesta anticipated her to. Man. No, in fact, she presses Nesta further about why she's acting out this way, and it doesn't go well. Nesta's words are little sword jabs aimed to slice. Slice. But Elaine handles it pretty well, a little too well for Nesta's taste. And Nesta takes some blows, too, when Elaine mentions that Feyre told her that Nesta would be like this. Feyre told me you were going to act like this. As though Elaine and Feyre sat around and discussed her. And worse, Elaine is now on Team Feyre. No matter, Nesta's the only one trying to make teams happen here. And then Elaine mentions their father. Don't ever mention him. Nesta bared her teeth, but kept her voice low. Never fucking mention him again. In that moment, Nesta may have unintentionally revealed something about herself and her condition, and Elaine picks up on it. Pain slowly washed over Elaine's face and understanding. Is that what this is about, father? And that, to me, would make me also mad because she's probably talking to her like she's a little baby going like, oh, honey, is that what we're talking is that about? What you're this is about? Is that your why daddy? you're actually upset? And that, would, that filled Nesta with rage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her magic barely contained in this moment. She screams at Elaine to get out. 
But Elaine tries again to address how none of it was her fault, that she couldn't have done anything. But Nesta's not anywhere near ready to have this conversation or even admit his death affected her in this way. And so she delivers a blow in the hopes that it will send Elaine away. She accuses Elaine of not bothering to show up at all to try to save him, which is pretty bad. That's a, that's a rough, dude. Insinuating that, that like his death might have been her fault. Yeah, that's rough, man. This is obviously a horrible thing to say, and Nesta herself doesn't even believe it. No, she's just trying to be mean, man, trying to get her to leave. But it does the intended job, and Elaine is taken aback by the words. Muttering a few things in departure, she sweeps out of the room, and Nesta sinks into a chair in the library, seething and closing herself up once again, not caring if she sent Elaine to go cry to the Bat Boys. Meanwhile, Cassian and Reese await the meeting to be over in the House of Wind dining room, and Elaine does indeed enter the room in tears. Oy, oy, oy. Because she can't even, like, leave the House of Wind by herself. Mm-mm. She has to wait for somebody to take her. Oh, my God. And so she demands it. She, she says, take me home. I want to go now. Reese tries to ask her what happened, but Elaine strides past the mouse into the veranda, awaiting to be picked up and traveled back to the city below. Reese and Cassian follow her out. Elaine stood by the rail, the breeze caressing her hair. She's not getting any better. She's not even trying. She wrapped her arms around herself and stared toward the distant sea. Reese and Cassian have a brief argument through their thoughts, Cassian telling him to keep the sisters away unless Nesta gives them permission to come, insisting further that she is actually making progress and unexpected drop-ins from people she perceives as judging her probably won't help anything. This is such a sweet, and like, this just goes to show he is totally reading the room, which is totally goosh city. Yeah. Because he is, like, totally seeing what is going on, sees what she needs, is advocating for her when she's just not quite in the place to advocate for herself yet. Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh, uh. Okay, fine. I'll kiss you, Cassian. I love him. Um, And I mean, he has a point, like, and don't, don't just drop in people. Like, he's, She's already lost all of her, well, most of her autonomy. No need to parade people around her like she's an animal in a zoo. Yeah. I wouldn't like it personally. Yeah. Reese is angry, but basically concedes to Cassian as he scoops Elaine up into the sky. Cassian makes sure they're well on their way before he storms back into the hall. He may have stood up for Nesta to Reese, but he's pissed. He strides across the house until he makes it to the library door, not bothering to knock. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Oh, he's so mad. He's so <laughs> Nesta's And yet you seem like <laughs> it's so, like you're smiling. He's so mad at me. <laughs> Nesta is seated, gripping the arms of the chair she occupies. Her anger still fills her face, and it's clear she's not in any mood to feel shame for what she's done. She stands to face him, and he does not retreat. Of course you'd assume I'm the one at fault. She prowled closer her eyes burning with cold fire. Always defending sweet, innocent Elaine. (laughs) He doesn't blanch. In fact, fairly points out that she was always the one defending sweet, innocent Elaine. Suddenly, Cassian notices the room is freezing. Whether it's her magic or it's just a chilly day is unclear, but he requests a fire to the house and one immediately lights. Nesta tries to demand it go out, but the house doesn't seem to be listening. 
or perhaps is and doesn't want to for some reason. Whoa. Cassian watches Nesta, how panic ripples across her face. Got to face it, girl! Process it, girl! But he still doesn't know why she's freaked out by the fire and how she has a micro flinch when a, a log pops in, in the fireplace. He remembers her behaving the same way at Windhaven, but doesn't really know what to make of it. She sees him watching her and her temper lights anew. She shoves past him and he follows her, still pushing her, not physically, but emotionally, questioning what she wants. Yes. Is it really that she wants to push everyone away until she's alone? Is that what you want? She makes it to the door of the stairs, but spins on him at those questions. He sees she's about to spit some poison his way, but then kind of retreats while she looks at him in the face. As if she'd bank herself for him, pity him, spare him. Like he needed shielding from her. Say it, he hissed. Just fucking say it. He's prepared for this battle, almost welcomes it. Nesta is there with him one second, and then emotionally the next, her internal flame extinguishes. Replaced by something so dead and vacant, it was like gazing into the unseeing eyes of a fallen soldier on a battlefield. He'd seen crows pick at eyes that dead. She turns from him and begins to descend the stairs. Nesta's stepping down and down and around and around at the start of chapter 18. She's desperate to escape, to drown herself and take away the pain and anger. Down she goes, past the handprint, past 300, past 500 steps. Whoa! Past another 100, then another. Oh my god! She gets all the way to 800 this time before her legs start to give out. <gasps> Which for sure is impressive. Yeah, not, dude, but then you got to get back up, bro. But not even a tenth of all the steps anyway. Yeah, no, there's a lot more. There's a lot more. So probably not going to make it to this wine tonight that she wants so badly. But she's going to try, goddammit. She forces her legs forward. Another hundred, hundred steps. Another. Another. She makes it all the way down to step 1,000. Damn. Now we're getting somewhere, but not this time. She drops to the step, unable to stand any longer. Her head is spinning so vehemently that she grips the inner pillar of the staircase. And in doing so, she swears she hears a heartbeat inside the stone. Whoa. Which is, I assume, for us to know the house House is is with her, comforting her. But also, that's terrifying. Yeah. There's a giant heart inside of it. That makes it, I'm just like, where's the blood? Does that mean, yeah, like, does it have a brain? Like, yeah, where is, like, it's like, have I stepped on its feet before? I hope I didn't. I'm sorry if I did. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. I, I, you know, after all that we've discussed, I definitely don't want a sentient house. No. I don't want, I don't want smart house. Sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, I'm all right. I'll just, I'll shut the lights off. It's fine. When the spinning subsides enough for her to move again, she makes the perilous journey back to the top. By the end, she's not really standing upright anymore. While not feeling better, per se, she has been drained enough that her rage has receded. When she gets to the top and sees Cassian still standing there waiting across the hall, she tells him she doesn't have it in her to argue right now. Man, I wonder how long that was and how long Cassian had to wait at the top of the stairs. Or do you think, like, he just, like, could scent as she got closer, I guess? I'm I'm assuming some of you will message me. I've gotten more stare fact messages than I've ever gotten about really? anything. Really? Tell me more. So many people, like, talk about their own guessing of stairs and then think about their own stair experiences. I mean, it's a lot of stairs. It's a lot more stairs than you'd think. It's a lot. 
Um, so, yeah, a thousand stairs would take a hot minute, but he's waiting for her. She tries to walk past him, but he stops her with his wing. Oh. And he asks her what step she got to. One thousand, she says. They watch each other. Nesta waits for him to let her pass, but he keeps holding his wing out. <laughs> Finally, he asks what set her off that day, asks what happened with her and Elaine to cause this fight. But Nesta throws a wild card out here. Why don't they sign up for training? He understands immediately and tries to comfort her. But then Nesta gets to the point. Some of them, the priestesses, of course, have been in the library for hundreds of years. Hundreds. And they still can't come out and see people interact. What hope did she have for herself? And while I get what she's saying, um, I think some of them maybe went through worse things, Nesta. Yeah, dude. They think they had a couple worse things happen. I'm not saying it was nothing. No. Nesta went through some shit. Yes, she totally did. But I mean... Clotho's entire tongue was cut out. Yeah. You know, like, maybe it's because there was, was like, slightly more traumatic than you. Yeah. Cassian watches her and gently says that they've only been training for a few weeks. Real change takes longer than that, and you have to be patient. In fact, Feyre, I don't want to hear about Feyre and her special journey. I don't want to hear about Reese's journey or Morrigan's or anyone's. Which I thought was a funny retort, her special journey. It's just, you know, she's got a lot of issues that she's got to work through. To see Feyre as annoying and her journey as special is a reminder how we view things differently as individuals. Yes. Cassian presses her, but she just tells him to put his wing away so she can go to bed. Cassian obeyed, but stepped closer, towering over her. Then I'll tell you about my special journeyness. His tone was icy in a way she'd never heard. She again goes to leave, but then Cassian launches into the massacre. He laid down in his mother's village. We learned about it a little bit in a uh, Court of Frost and Starlight. The shock of this story pulls her out of her anger. He goes on, explaining the villagers refused to tell him where her body was. So he ripped through those who had hurt her. And, and I forgot this part. He found out who his biofather was in this time. And he and Azriel and Rizan pulled him apart limb from limb. And then Cassian took his life. Yes! Yeah. Yes! I know an eye for an eye. It's unhealthy. I know, I know. But it can't It can't take away my human need of like, yeah. Especially in, this, in this world where their cruelty kind of... Uh, asks for and also is un goes unpunished mm-hmm. in any way. You know what? Like I'd rather that than him put into some you know prison system. I mean, I'd Rip rather him that- apart limb from limb. I know. If you know a hundred percent, you know what I mean? Because they can smell it. Like they have all like different ways. It's not like oh, I'm pretty sure that's him. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if you'll recall, it wasn't he was just like a mean partner. He ard he ard his mother. Yes. And then left her. Yes. Um, so fucking good for him, okay? Good for him. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. 
Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. His face ripples with anger as he relives this story and the feelings he had. She shook, and they're both breathing heavily in this moment. God. He tells her it took him 10 years to process what he did that day. So if she needs decades to deal with it, then take your decades, Nesta. When she asks if he regrets it, he says no. She processes this honesty by lowering her head. Warm, strong fingers cupped her chin. Calluses scraping against her skin. She let him lift her head. She hadn't realized he'd come closer, that only inches separated them. Unless she'd been the one to drift toward him, drawn by each brutal word. Cassian kept his light grip on her chin. Whatever you need to throw at me, I can take it. I won't break. No challenge laced the words. Only a plea. But this kindness, this intimacy, it scares her. Begs her to put up walls. I love reading it. She loves it too, but she can't. She's like scared. She's like, yeah, of course. shit. I want to like, I'd want to rip my clothes off right now. And she's like, yeah, no, 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 I can't. I can't. So she tells him that she's not like the other girls. Well, we know that, Ness. That she bothers everyone around them, including oh-so-special Rizond. Cassian's gentleness is replaced with warning to not speak of Reese that way. Okay. <laughs> Their tempers rise once again, and he grabs her wrist, challenges her to make him take his hand off of her. Hot temper poured in. You're an arrogant bastard. And you're a haughty witch. We're evenly matched. 
<laughs> I love that scene because SJM is really big on Jane Austen, and this feels like a line from a book like that, or it feels a little bit like a like a like a movie from yes, the forties. Yeah, yes, yeah. And you're a hot witch. We're evenly matched. matched. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She shouts, "Let go!" And he does immediately. But he also smirks like he's proud of himself for getting under her skin. It fills her with so much anger that she darts forward and grabs his jacket. Nesta told herself it was to knock that smirk off his face that she curled her fingers in the leather and hauled her mouth to his. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love that. Oh, this love story is just like, it's way everything. Uh, <laughs> I loved also, I thought this was such a good sleight of hand for the kiss because I assumed it was happening last chapter when he confronts her. Right. But when she started going down the stairs, I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is not when this is happening. Yes. And then also a great ending where her anger's up again to the chapter and then the chapter ends on oh. her like in that last second being like, Oh, no, I'm kissing. <laughs> it's a fun little like, oh, now it's on. Oh, my God. I am just such. I love hearing love. I love love. And I love love stories. I love lust. I mean, I do also, you know, I love cardinal. The cardinal. Oh, my head. Oh, no, it's still here. Sorry. I thought my head was falling off. That would be By scary. my head, I meant my that bejewels. Um. It would be weird if my head just fell off. What would you do? Try to put it back on, I guess? Yeah, I guess. We'd have to finish the episode. <laughs> Jackie, we're not <laughs> done with this episode. We have to get through this. And then make your mouth talk. <laughs> something horny, something horny. And then whenever we were done, then I would freak out. Yeah. Well, there's um, time to I, freak out. I care so much about your entertainment. Content. The content um, always comes first. Yep. That's our family motto. <laughs> uh, chapter 19 opens with Nesta's mouth on Cassian's, triumphantly watching his eyes widen with shock at the kiss. She continues to watch him as she pulls away from him, a smirk on her face. She only got as far as lowering her right hand before he surged forward to kiss her back. And ooh, we get a great payoff for the wait. Oh my God, what? We have been waiting for so long. If you're not reading the books and you're just following the podcast, we'll have some special guys reading it out. So don't worry. You get to hear the scene. But let's just say uh, uh, someone comes in their pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next morning, after everything that happens in the scene, uh, we're with Cassian at the breakfast table facing down Asriel. He knows As has said something about having a meeting at the river house today, but... For some reason, Cassian can't focus on anything that morning. I wonder why. He's thinking, obviously, about the night before how someone finished and someone didn't. Yeah, and that's got to be very upsetting. You're going to have to finish her off at some point. Now, what do you think is that? <laughs> I don't house? think that's true of a lot of people, especially people with dicks. Yeah. They're just like, thanks, see you later. 
I just don't live in that world anymore. No, no. You know what I mean? So it's just like I kind of forget. And it's like, yeah, no, it's like this is how a big himbo would feel, you know? Just like, well, now I've got to make it even, obviously. But also, like, it, oh, Oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, it's that. Is it the house? It sounded like I was covering my pants. If he came in his pants, does he have to get the come out, or does the sentient house have to get the come out? I hope the house doesn't have to do that. I feel like that's abuse. Yeah, you can't. Like he's. Be, I hope he come. He scrapes his own come out. Well, he also said that he. Uh, in the I didn't write it down, but that he. Um, oh, maybe it wasn't this scene. One of the scenes coming up that he, he soaked his sheets. So that's also got to get washed. Oh, my God. And he's also the guy that at least does that and doesn't just leave it. Isn't that kind of nice? I, yeah. I, oh, I know. He, he does cleaning. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, he's a clean um, boy. But he's dirty. Yeah. In all the right moments. Yeah, y'all. So someone finished and someone didn't. And he's going to have to – he's going over this over and over in his head as as is speaking with him. Blambasting himself for behaving like a teenager at her touch. <laughs> but he recalls that some manic, animalistic part of him took over as Nesta touched him and he could not stop himself. He's lost in the memory of the taste of her. Like fire and steel and a winter sunrise. And he starts Sick. <laughs> and he starts to have inappropriate manners for the breakfast table while sitting next to his buddy. <laughs> Did something happen that I, as your chaperone, should know about? Azrael's dry question dragged Cassian from his rising arousal. From the amusement on his brother's face, he knew Az could not only scent that arousal, but see it on his face. No. Cassian grumbled. He'd never hear the end of it if he admitted what he'd done. He'd found his pleasure, and Nesta had not. He'd never allowed such a thing to happen. Oh, what a king! Oh, my God! A king amongst males. I love him! Also, a very funny quit from Asriel. Sorry that I, I just is your keep... chaperone. Yeah, I know something. Cha- he's so cute. He's so cute. But even as Asriel, like how he acts during all this, makes me even more attracted to Asriel as well, which is that like quiet sarcasm mm-hmm. where you're just like, oh my God, you're quietly funny too. Don't. Stop it. Stop. But Cass can't stop reliving the experience, him embarrassing himself, leaving her unsatisfied. Though I got to say, Nesta was really at fault if you've read that scene. She knew what she was oh, doing. Oh, she knew what she was doing. Like, it wasn't like she was not trying to make that situation happen. Yeah, but the, because she wanted the upper Yeah. She wanted to be. She yeah, exactly. Yeah, she wanted the upper hand. I hope it was worth it, Nesta. He questions in his mind whether she regretted it. And didn't actually like it, but he knows that he scented her approval. Oh God! Um, and be- I don't. I hate it. I hate it. I would be so upset if someone could smell what I'm aroused. That's yeah, that's so not upsetting. great. Um, and because they're both so competitive, he then decides he needs to win. This. Okay. Oh no, poor Nessa. That's so oh, oh man, that's so, so bad for sucks her. For her. He comes to realizing Azriel has been p- talking to him and is now waiting for Gaz's response, looking rather amused. Azriel chuckled, shadows skittering. Did you listen at all last night? No, 
<laughs> well, he what he wasn't listening to was that Cassie and Anesta have been summoned to a group meeting at the River House this morning. As quickly clarifies, it's not a meeting about Nesta, but rather about their most recent discoveries regarding the human queen. Remember, remember the remember plot. This remember this drama like happening? insane, like war shit and queens and stuff. I love that this. I think that's why I love this book so much um, of the five of them is because it kind of takes a back seat a little bit, like the huge plot that's happening. Like this and apocalypse like, that's like on the yes. precipice. <laughs> but they're like, but this fuck story. And we're just like, walk, 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 walk. Yeah. When's she going to tongue him? Man, yeah. I just say tongue him? Ew. Yeah. yeah. Give him the tongue. Give him the slip, man. Mm. Give him the slip. We're, we're with Nesta at the start of Chapter 20 as she's flying down to the river house with Cassian. She's feeling some feelings touching him this morning after everything. Yeah. But neither of them bring it up. In fact, really don't even speak to each other. And she's pretty fine with that. Though it's only been a few weeks at the House of Wind, she's already feeling a bit overwhelmed by the city as they descend towards the house. It doesn't help that she's incredibly nervous about seeing all of them, yes. about what will be said they make their way through the grand entryway when they reach the river house, and Nesta finds all of them sitting in a sitting room except Elaine and Morrigan. So it's like Amarin, Azrael, Reese, Farah, you know, all of the gang. The gang. Morgan, in fact, is barely in this book, and it makes me wonder if we're going to get some of her tale that's concurrent with this timeline. We have to. Because right? if you'll recall, that, She's in the middle of doing a bunch of shit right now. Yeah, and we had that mysterious chapter in A Court of Frost and Starlight where we learned she has a whole different house. Yeah. She's like embodying whole, like Xena energy. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we're going to see where she is during all of this. Anywho, as they enter the room, Cassian crosses the distance to Feyre to give her a kiss and finds that Reese has her shielded in their private domicile. That's weird. Uh-oh. Amarin and Nesta observe each other. Neither greets the other, though. There is still a tension running between them that hasn't been resolved. But Feyre interrupts this awkward reunion, asking Azrael to give his report. Well, somebody's fucking, or maybe not fucking. That's not the report That's he's not giving. The report. That'd be weird if they had to report every oh my sexual God, interaction they had. Every time, she's like, oh my god, how many meetings they'd have for Feyre and Reese? Like, we get it. Yeah, you're porking all the time. Got it. You bent her over the table. Yeah, good for good you. Good for you. Ezreal says that he's <laughs> learned some new information about Briallen, and Nesta realizes that he probably means he tortured people to get that info. He sees her looking at his hands and tucks them behind his back as though he's ashamed of what they've done. Oh, as let me fix you. <laughs> I'll heal you. Oh. He continues that Briallen is indeed aligned with Baron and they are building armies. They figured as much, but he now tells them that she intends to, in, in fact, find the cauldron again because, of course, she got hagged. Mm-hmm. Bitch got hagged. She all crone and she don't want to be. She don't want to be. But finding the cauldron is a fool's errand, Amron says. Even if she found it, they have added levels of bindings and spells that would take a millennia to untangle. As goes on to say that Vasa, the good queen, their friend in the band of exiles, was correct in saying that Briallen is also conniving and scheming with Koshke. 
Oh, no. I know this fucking guy again. This dude. This ancient and wicked death lord of the lake. You know, that one. And that she has whispered in his ear about the dread trove. Bum, bum, bum. bum. But also, like, what about the fucking? They've got to deal with I the know, fucking dread trove and all the queens. So this is the this is a new thing. And we're like, great. What is this Another now? Thing. A goddamn dread trove? Oh, yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound good. No, I'd rather a pleasure cruise. Thank you very much. Get me on the barge. Get me on this barge. Get me out of here. Get me out of this trove. Dread trove. Can the fae catch a break every once in a while? Nah, dude. Turns out, these are some more evil entities forged by the cauldron that are ancient. They were so old and lost that they're just sort of almost legend at this point. But they were forged for, by the cauldron for dirty deeds way back in the day. That there used to be many more, but now there are alleged to be three. The mask, Rees murmured, the harp, and the crown. This is all news to Feyre as well, and she asks Rhys to explain. The mask can raise the dead, Emran answered for Rhys. It is a death mask molded from the face of a long-forgotten king. Wear it and you may summon the dead to you. Command them to march at your will. The harp can open any door, physical or otherwise. Some say between worlds. And the crown? Amran shook her head. The crown can influence anyone, even piercing through the mightiest of mental shields. So... It's something that, like, I feel like as I was reading this part, I was like, okay, remember, remember, the mask raises the dead, the heart being opened on the door. Like, because I feel like I felt like I was going to be, like, tested yeah. on it later on, you know, with, like, any kind of, like, sci-fi or fantasy book. Yeah, you, you remember kind of so like, many okay, things. You got to remember yeah. this because it's going to come back at some point. You and know, you're going to have to deal with little, it. You're a little D&D nerd. Yeah, I'm just like, give me a die, you know? Like, oh, yeah. D20s, come on. Um, and, and then I roll for my investigation. I'm just such a dork. Yeah, God. not like the other girls. Like, wear cloaks. I wear cloaks. Multiple cloaks. I'm just so Oh, do you hear my hip pop? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know I'm just a widow, baby. <laughs> Don't move too fast. Your hip or your knee pop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Feels great though. Yeah, sometimes you gotta make a little. That's their. That's your bursa fluid popping most of the time. Or it could what? be a ten. Could be a ten. What's coming out of me? So your bursa sacs are in between your main <laughs> joints. Like you know when you pop, when you pop your fingers. Oh yeah, I try not to do that. The, it's in, the sacs that are in between your joints. They contain this little bit of liquid. I got sacs. Yeah, you got a lot. And what happens when you let go of, when the sacs burst? They don't usually. I mean, that's. That's, that would be bad. Oh, they don't okay. Usually. They don't usually burst. You're the, not the, popping The fluid them. is popping inside of it, the burst of fluid. Ah, our bodies are weird. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, Sorry, but yes, you will be tested on this later on. The mask can raise the dead. The harp can open any door, physical or otherwise. The crown can influence anyone. See, this is obviously different ways of that we went, got through college because when I saw that, I was like, eh, they'll talk about it again. I'll remember. They'll, they'll, they'll break. <laughs> They'll definitely give and you more. And they do. They do give you more things. But like I see, I do see it like that, where I'm just like, it's probably better for grade wise for for remembering it that way. Um, 
Yeah, I was pretty good in school, guys. <laughs> um, and look at how far it got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking coffee, wearing a wig. Yep. Screaming about sex with fairies with my sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah, you're winning. I'm winning. Uh-oh, um, Charlie Jean. No, Charlie Sheen, no. <laughs> well, anyway, so none of that sounds like anybody who's chill would want any of those things. So nah, that's not man. good. No, nah, we got to get those things. But what Azriel and Reese are getting at with this information is that Brianlyn wants to find these old artifacts because she thinks that they might help her locate the cauldron, like calls to like and all that. Mm-hmm. That since they were forged by it, that they could lead her back to it so she can get hot again. Mm-hmm. When Favor questions why Brianlyn could couldn't find it herself as she was changed by the cauldron. Amran asserts that the cauldron didn't make her as it made Elaine and Nesta. That Brianlyn had demanded something from it. Mm, cauldron don't like mm-hmm. that. No, thank you. And as Nesta had already pulled something out of it with her teeth, it gave Brianlyn exactly what she asked yes. for. <laughs> what are your wishes? You will live forever. As an old ew. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Look at her mouth while she eats. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Berry. Yeah, I always think of Mary Berry's mouth when I think about an old person's mouth eating. They always zoomed in on her mouth. I love her. I love her fucking. She didn't give a shit. Nah. I hope to be that way. Prue's pretty badass, though. I love Prue. I do love Prue, too. Um, Sorry, Great British Bake Off. Farrah dares ask Nesta what happened when she went under. Nesta doesn't lash out, which I would say is progress because this is a big thing. Like, you know how sensitive uh, Nesta is about the cold. You don't like to talk about it. So Farrah brings it up and Nesta doesn't snap, but she feels frozen as they all stare at her. Cassian steps in and asks why it matters, which is in fact you know, very kind. He's trying to, like, protect Nesta in this moment. Nesta does feel something like gratitude almost towards him. And dare I say horniness? Oh, my God. I wonder why. But even as he offers her this out, Nesta decides she wants to try to speak again because Feyre thinks that this may help them with their plan if they know what happened to her inside of the cauldron. Breathe. It calmed her mind whenever Cassian led her through their exercises. So she let herself inhale, then slowly exhale. Again, a third time. And into the silence, Nesta said, I wasn't aware of what I took. Just that I was taking things the cauldron did not want me to have. It seemed fitting, given what it was doing to me. Great Good on job, you. Nesta. I definitely would not have thought about that. Good job. And especially, man, my panic brain. I am not a person that panics and jumps into action. I'm definitely a freeze. I am not a take care of myself. I'm definitely a, my brain has stopped working. And if I'm being shoved into a cauldron, I don't know what I'm coming out as. I guess I I feel like I'm just like, I don't want it. So I guess I'll be powerful. But like, you imagine going through that situation and be like, I'm going to take from it. I'm going to rip from it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I would just be like, no, I'm, no, don't. It's the cloak. The cloak makes me feel very like, I'm just wrapped up. I'm just a caterpillar, not yet a butterfly. I think, 
when you have a when you become a butterfly, you you have cleavage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at I'm a monarch butterfly. Um, so, and as much as she's managed to steady herself, and she, I like she, they are proud of her, but she can't help notice everyone staring at her like, "Good girl." She wonders if she's been so awful that these simple few sentences were such a relief to them. And the answer is yes, Nessa. Yes, girl. You were being a really big bitch for quite some time. Yeah. Imran asserts that if she were able to gather these three objects, uh, she being Brialin, that they might contain enough power to lead her to the cauldron. Then Asriel rightly points out, um, also these objects are dangerous on their own, guys. You're all focused on her getting to the cauldron, but like this can lead an army of the dead. Yeah, it's could that be like, a problem? Yeah, should we like think about that for a second? Amarin adds something else to the problem that they don't know the entirety of what Koshkia wants. And to top it off, being an ancient, he may know more about the trove Dread than they trove. do. Yep. I just feel like it's just every time they bring it up, there should be a button that's like, Dredrove! Now because, you every time. So oh, yeah, no, I'm going to. Don't worry. I'll remember the bit. Yep. Yep. I'm about, good at it. And what they may be capable of when joined together. Nesta realizes they've all been referring to Koshkia as a death lord and wants to know what that is. Oh, it's just some chill guy. You know, it's yeah, I'm sure it's a guy. Use just context you know. clues. I don't know what it means either, but like, sounds pretty bad. Sounds like somebody I, I the, don't want to screw with. I got the gist of it. Yeah. Cassian is the one who answers. Remember Lanthus, the thing I'm most afraid of? It's one of those. Ah. So in conclusion... We've got Brialin wanting her hot girl summer back. Oh, We've no. got Koshke conspiring with Brialin to attain the legendary Dreadtrove. Dreadtrove! So that she may find the cauldron and in doing so give Koshke his freedom to rain terror down on Prithian and beyond. And we've got Baron allying with Brialin to try to gain footing in Prithian and potentially overtake the Spring Corps. Oh my god. What's the gang going to do? We need Scooby. They need Scooby. That's what they need. <laughs> That's and so now it's a weird crossover. Hanna Barbera signed on for erotica. the last book. Yes, Hanna Barbera erotica. It's what we've been asking for. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I'm What's sure in my picnic basket? I mean, actually, I'm pretty sure with Scooby Doo, there's not the dog. Hopefully, probably right? the dog. Scooby Doo, but... Hanna Barbera. <laughs> no, I don't. No, think so. I don't think so. But I, I will say, Scooby. I, I think. I was thinking more Yogi Bear and thinking about what's inside of his basket. No, I don't. I don't want to see any of that. But I think there's a lot of mystery machine sex scenes happening on the internet. I oh, imagine. I guarantee, with the amount of people that I see dressed up as sexy Velma, oh my as God, a girl, I have fetish. dressed up as sexy Velma. So it's like I'm part of it. I'm here with it too. Yeah. Um. Well, as asserts that he's pretty sure that Brialin hasn't found these objects yet. But she is readying her armies to invade Prithian soon. Though Baran is allying with her, he doesn't think Baran knows of the trove. And gosh, it's just <laughs> the regular trove. And Koshkia is still trapped <laughs> at his lake. So they still have some time to try to find them first. The trove, that is. They can't, they, can't, they can't tell the other courts. Oh, does it not work? Does it ruin your sentence structure? No, no, I love it. <laughs> they can't tell the other courts because they would reveal Eris as their ally and they don't want to sell him out. So yes. they considered for a second telling them about the dread trove and that no, <laughs> and that 
they like they considered the idea, but then they thought, well, we can't really because it would reveal er- to, er- that Eris is working with them essentially. Yes. And also, Amron points out that these objects are so old and so forged with power that it's likely they remain hidden intentionally, that they are willed to be forgotten, and they can only be found by dark or powerful magic. They were made in a time when wild magic still roamed the earth, and the Fae were not masters of all. Made objects back then tended to gain their own self-awareness and desires. It was not a good thing. Amron's face clouded with memory and a chill whispered over Nesta's spine. Man, can you imagine being that old that you're like, we ain't got nothing to do, let's make evil things! That's, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like, what a hobby. Like, I make evil things, I make things that are just like, you know. If I did have magic powers, though, I get why you'd want to experiment and, like, try stuff. But I yeah. wouldn't be making evil evil objects of power, probably. Nah, I think I'd be, I think I'd be making more, like, something that every time, like, I think of the kind of sandwich I want. It made me the sandwich. I thought we already talked about how that's not good for anyone. I don't want the whole house. I just want, like, a stone that I touch that makes me a sandwich. Mm. That only if I'm touching, I am touching the stone, do I get a sandwich. I feel like I wouldn't have the control. I think I'd eat too many sandwiches. What a world we could live in, though. (laughs) Too many sandwiches. Too many sandwiches. Emron thinks that because Briallen touched the cauldron that it helped her be able to see these objects in a way that they were glamoured to be forgotten. All of them, all at once, looked at Nesta. You, Amron said quietly, are the same. So is Elaine. So Cassian, uh, they're all processing that, this and essentially Amron's saying Briallen probably can have some access to these things because she went in the cauldron. You were made by the cauldron. Elaine was made by the cauldron. You probably can also try to find these objects. Like calls the like. Like calls the like. Cassian says, okay, got it. We need to track the stuff down. So how are we going to do that? Elaine spoke from the doorway, having appeared so silently that they all twisted toward her. Using me. Dun, dun, dun! How the hell are we going to do that, Elaine? What, are you going to be stroking a cat? Staring out the window? Hoping to be at the sea? I don't know what she hopes for. I don't know what she dreams for. Give that bitch a garden. All she wanted to do was live in that stupid castle. Yeah. Stupid Boro. With Boro Snorro with taking her fucking maiden head. Ugh. You Um, know what that means. That I do enjoy, like, again, all the way back to Akatar, I love that we don't watch any of them lose their virginity because, like... Yeah, I don't want to breathe through that. Like, that's not no. sexy for me. Like, I want I want people that know what they're doing. Yeah, that's they're why, like that's why I like to read smut. Yeah. Uh, of their own will. Yeah, and that they're like, I've got all this experience. Let me bring my experience Let me try you. some you know stuff I mean? out. Yeah. Um... Yep. I mean, I love reading smut, guys. And I am here for it. (laughs) See you next week. It's coming soon, the big Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Please read up until chapter 26. And now, Dudes Grappling with Erotica. For educational purposes only. Featuring John Gabris and Craig Rowan. For a heartbeat. There was only the warmth of Cassian's mouth, the press of his body, the stiffness in his trembling muscle, as Nesta slanted her lips over his, 
rising onto her toes. She'd kissed him with her eyes open so she could see precisely how his own widened. Nesta pulled away a moment later and found his eyes still wide, his breathing harsh. She laughed softly, making to unhook her fingers from his jacket and strut down the hall. She only got as far as lowering her right hand before he surged forward to kiss her back. The force of that kiss knocked them toward the wall, the stone slamming into her shoulders as all of him lined up against all of her, a hand sliding into her hair while the other gripped her hip. The moment Nesta hit the wall, the moment Cassian enveloped her, it destroyed any illusion of restraint. She opened her mouth and his tongue swept in, the kiss punishing and savage. In the taste of him, like snow-kissed wind and the crackling embers, she moaned, unable to help herself. It seemed that sound was his undoing, for the fingers in her hair dug into her scalp, angling her head so he could better taste her, claim her. Her hands roved over his muscled chest, desperate for any skin, anything to touch as their tongues met and parted, as he licked the roof of her mouth, as he slid his tongue over her teeth. She met him, stroke for stroke, and all sense of self went flying from her. She plunged her fingers into his hair and it was as soft as she'd imagined, the strands like silk against her skin. Every hateful thought eddied from her mind. She gave herself to the distraction, welcomed it with open arms, let the kiss burn through all of it. There was only his mouth and his tongue and his teeth, licking and tasting and biting. There was only the strength of his body pressing against hers, but not nearly close enough. He slid his hands around her, grasping her ass and lifted her into the air. She wrapped her legs around his middle and moaned again as he pressed himself between her thighs. She needed this temporary reprieve from her mind. That thing burning deep inside her, the memories that hounded her. She needed this, needed him. Cassian ground into her and groaned into her mouth at the first push of his hips. She arched her back at the deep-throated sound, baring her neck to him. He seized on it, dragging his mouth from hers. His tongue traced a line up the column of her neck, dragging heat in its wake, and reached that spot just below her ear that had her clenching, had her whimpering. He let out a laugh against her skin. Huh, like that, he murmured and licked it again. Her breasts ached, and she moved against him, seeking any contact with his chest, any bit of friction. But Cassian buried his face against her neck, teeth clamping down lightly atop her fluttering pulse. The slight hurt set her panting. The scrape of his tongue over the spot had her eyes rolling back in her head. He pulled his head from her neck, though, and Nesta had never been laid so bare as she was while he ground his hips into her again and watched her writhe. Whew, I do declare. (laughs) I am warm. Hey, babies. For more fairy talk and hot touch, join us every week here on LPN Deep Dive's ACOTAR, available wherever you get your podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.